and I am unfortunately seeing you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'd like to take a bath. I'll get some bath oil. Some bath oil? Mm -hmm. How about some avocado or some of this or some of this jasmine? How about this? How about this? What are you doing? What are you doing screwing around with all this crap? You'll do anything you can to ruin my day, won't you? At one time, at one time, it was great what we had. I do not find your language very charming. It isn't. It's direct. Cut it out. You've been pushing me away like that. I've had enough of that to last me an entire lifetime. Why don't you just be good to me for a change? I beg your pardon. I said don't point at her, you creep. I was just telling about... Where the hell do you get the ass to tell anybody anything about class or who the hell's got it or what she typifies? You shouldn't even be in the same room with her, you pompous celibate. Just calm down. You're totally full of shit. You're all full of shit.
You're listening to Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guests this week are uh, the French cartooning duo uh, Rupert and Mulot, uh, Florent Rupert and Jérôme Mulot. Um, thank you both for joining me today. You're welcome. <laughs> um, just recently, their first uh, English translation came out and I was able to get a copy at the Brooklyn Con. Uh, Barrel of Monkeys is uh, the release from Rebus. Um, as well, there's a handful of things you can find in English. Uh, two pages in Kramer's Ergot 7 and uh, a story in Tunes, a collection of uh, different French cartoonists doing comics about musicians, rock and roll musicians, I guess. And Is there anything else in English? I think there is um, like <clears throat> a website called uh, something like Words and Picture or something like that that uh, asked us like uh, a while ago to give them a short story for them to translate it. Uh, but that's, uh, that's about it. Okay. It's Words, words Without Borders. Oh yeah. Okay, I think like uh, Egort has something on there. Um, but I think it's a story from uh, Barrel of Monkeys, no? Oh yeah, probably yeah. Okay. It's a, a Farrah Um, well, let's jump into it. Uh, I guess the the main thing I'm I got a lot of questions, but uh, what I'm really curious about is kind of how the two of you came together um, into comics because n before working together neither of you have a comic background yeah that's right well should I start Jerome yes yes please um, so first of all we um, we read a lot of comics when we were young like we are both um, Jerome and I um, we both sons of a librarian like I grew up in a library and I actually took care of the um, like comics department for many years and I basically read every comics I found when I was uh, like from uh, from I could from the time I could read till uh, Till the moment I was a teenager, then we went to uh, art school. We were not um, doing comics in the school because uh, it was an art contemporary art school, and comics was not really considered as uh, as contemporary art. So we never uh, show comics with to our teachers. But while we were in this art school, we s we made uh, comics on the side, like. Um, during our holidays or stuff like that, and um, I we were two years together in Dijon, in the art school of Dijon, and then I moved to uh, the art school of Amsterdam. In Amsterdam, I didn't show the comics neither, but uh, when we finished art school, even if we were kind of uh, trained to do contemporary art, we decided not to do art but to do comics, to do uh, bande dessinée. And um, um, yeah, we started uh, on. It was an idea of uh, Jerome 
so we started really from scratch. We've never done comics before. And once, uh, one day, Jérôme said that we that he was going to do um, a cowboy comics. And uh, he said at the time that uh, comics uh, is something that should probably be done in um, in uh, in a short time. Like uh, he said, like I'm gonna make a book in a week. I'm not uh, going to sleep and just gonna <laughs> do comics and then it's gonna be I'm gonna have a book at the end. Uh, so I said like yes, this is a very good idea. I also want to make uh, uh, comics. So I I also made uh, um, a cowboy comics. Of course, at the end of the week, the comics was not finished, and especially because uh, Jérôme said that because we're gonna work so much, we will need some breaks. And during the breaks, instead of uh, like talking or smoking cigarettes, la la la, what we could do is make drawings that we call at the time recreation drawings, um, in which it would be like just fun drawings, like something we would do together just to. Um, have fun and um, and so at the end of the week the two cowboy comics were bad but the, the, the recreation drinks were more interesting it was more funny and uh, when we keep on going on and, and doing this after some point we realized that uh, our friend's voice they liked was uh, recreation drawings and in these recreation drawings, we uh, started to use uh, the character of uh, Barrels of Monkey. And uh, that's how we started. That's how it begins. Like, we, by these recreation drawings, like, in which we, like, draw the text of the other, or we would uh, draw some things, give it to the other, so the other would put text, or draw something more. That's, uh, that's how we started. I feel like when I look at your work um, your approach is kind of like contemporary art to comics was that something consciously you wanted to kind of do with comics was um, kind of put more ideas in there no I don't think it was really uh, conscious it's just that uh, <clears throat> that's just the way we found to do this thing I mean we you know, I think because of this uh, background, because of um, the fact that we were two, and we were very interested in, uh, like, I mean, the, the process of making comics was uh, very important because we were two, because we find ways to do comics. Um, yeah, it was more natural. That's how we, it's it was not really a, like a choice that was more like that was the easiest way or that was just the way it is it was not a choice that's uh, because we I don't know no we didn't say like we're gonna make uh, our contemporary art in comics it was more we're not gonna make contemporary art because uh, it seems really difficult boring uh, takes long time Expensive. Expensive, <laughs> like, and you need to meet a lot of people, blah, blah, blah. We more decided to do comics uh, because it was more easy and we find that there were more freedom to, to do what we, what we wanted. Looking at your comics, it's almost like you want to, or not want, but you don't follow a lot of the standard rules with comics. Um, 
like say where you follow a page a certain way um, like you read from one side to the other and I'm interested in that like how the freedom that gives you in telling your stories and kind of creating an image I don't understand the question um in comics there are kind of standard rules of you draw from one side or you read the story from you know mm. left side to the right but in a lot of your pages um, that's not necessarily the case mm. where um, <coughs> like you'll have say a page which you could read in a circle over and over again Mm. Um, yeah, I think that might have to do with the fact that the comics we liked, the, um, I think it was, yes, it was our influence because basically we really liked, uh, we we read a lot of Winsor McKay, for instance, mm -hmm. and when you read uh, Winsor McKay, what's interesting is that the, like he doesn't um, like follow rules somehow because he's a... Uh, is going in the field like where there is no rules because nobody made the rules before. Yeah. And we kind of like that, you know, this this uh, idea that if you go in a place where nobody has been, like if you try to go to uh, make your own uh, comics, you would uh, you you kind of have to start from the beginning and. Uh, yeah, we kind of uh, decided to not look at the other and try to start from scratch, like uh, in a very classic way. Like, you know, we use frame, like it's a really like classic in a way. But um, yeah, that was uh, important for us to try uh, to look at nobody, to try to uh, start really from us and not from uh, uh, the... Of course, you, you cannot do that. Uh, totally, you always start from the people you like, but we, I think that was one of our uh, wish, you know, to try not to be under the influence of uh, people. And that has to do with the fact that in the beginning we had the, um, in our drawing, for instance, we had the influence of uh, Johann Sfar and Lewis Trondheim a lot. Mm -hmm. and, and those two people were very um, present in our work and, and at some point we realized that it was bad and that it was, um, we kind of decided to get rid of them and we started somehow to uh, this process of um, hating them in, in order to uh, get them rid of our drawings because you know I think that's uh, that's uh, important when you have, uh, for instance, if when you want to draw um, a chair, you know, sometimes you, when you, have, so when you draw a chair, you have to think about the chair. And if you think, for instance, you, you can do shortcuts and uh, thinking about how Trondheim drew a chair or how Sfai drew a chair, and then it would, uh, it's more easy. But if you hate them and say, like, the chair of Trondheim is bad and the chair of uh, Sfai are bad, then you try to found for your own chair, and it's, it's harder, but it, then it gives more room for your own style, and realize that that was really uh, healthy for us to get rid of them, because we, uh, we found a lot of, uh, we found more what was our style, and what was our idea, and what was our uh, um, wishes and uh, ingredients for our stories. 
Um, it's Does it almost, answer your question? Yeah. It almost feels like you needed uh, like a tabula rasa to to start like a blank slate, a clean slate. Yeah, yeah. Somehow we wanted to have the table clean before drawing. Was the the style that you uh, developed the together? Was it a natural leaning from one of you, or was it trying different ways till you found um, that kind of sense of minimism? Well, I think um, when I compare our uh, our uh, experience with uh, friends, we kind of uh, started to draw late, I would say, mm -hmm. and um, we. Uh, I, I I kind of I, I don't want to, to I don't know if it's potential for that but I think we we um, we found um, our evolution was kind of past and I think it has to do with the fact that we are two and the um, the fact that you know when you draw it's uh, it's always more you, you can find a lot of stuff but what it's harder is to find your own stuff like. You know, like if you try different styles, like different ways to draw a chair. If I take the, the example of the chair again, I think um, when you draw several chairs and you you're looking for what's the what's our chair, uh, it's it's uh, easy when you are two because uh, you would draw a chair and you would show it to the other. Like I would draw a chair, I would show it to Jerome. And Jerome would say like, no, no, this chair is not really nice. It looks a little bit like that. Oh la la la. Oh, it's the thing are too thick or whatever. And then he would, um, yeah, by saying this, he would like give me a go or a green light or a red light, and that would kind of give me a pass to draw the chair because I would draw more chair. And uh, having Jerome saying like, no, more this is better. That was a way to find our style faster, and and also we have this um, process of copying each other. Like I would draw a chair, and Jerome, uh, if we will draw it, like you know, we say like, okay, this chair is good. Jerome will draw it afterwards, and he will make it a little bit different, but he would copy me, so he, he would take something from me, and then he would uh, use his own way to draw the chair in my way to make it more uh, interesting and then I would copy these things because it's more interesting and you know by copying each other and by uh, talking about the drawing together it's um, it was a way to draw uh, faster to find the style faster I would say do you understand what I'm saying? I understand Jerome? <coughs> yeah. Um, how long did have... We, did we ever draw a chair in uh, our comics? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I no, was... You go ahead. I was looking at the, uh, the Maison <coughs> Close where uh, you're kicking over chairs. Yeah. <laughs> no.
understand. I am doing this for us. It is All the goddamn money is left locked up in this goddamn house. Do you understand that? By the time they take the, the mortgage payments out of my paycheck, there's not enough left to buy you a fucking box of tampons. I am doing the best that I know how to make you a dream house. I want this for you. I can't afford a fucking dream house. I can't afford it. I got it. All I ever do is yell about money, money, money. Don't you care? <laughs> <laughs> I just hope we're not blaming here. Hey, do you mind looking up? I mean, I, I, could you just tell me, do you feel that it was me? Huh? Do you mind? This is really kind of important here. I, mean, I, just, I just, you know, because things were, everything was going very well. I mean, I felt really, I mean, is it my imagination? Or I think we both got a little, is it, is it me? Because... In your comics, or at least in most of what I've read, uh, your kind of characters in the work, um, are those representative of each of you, or um, kind of observations within the comic? I'm curious, um, the role of putting yourself in these fictional stories. Jean? Yeah, there is different aspect of this of these characters. The the beginning was the idea that we can use uh, our ourselves, like uh, like in the cinema when uh, Clint Eastwood or Jackie Chan or maybe Woody Allen or 
Charlie Chaplin, they use their they, they, they use their own image, but in different story in different uh, uh, times. different time uh, it's a it's story thing or western thing or science fiction thing but it's the, the face are the same and the face evolute with the, the different uh, numbers the different uh, new project and that was that was a a, uh, a position who, where we were interested by. And, and uh, <coughs> if I uh, might add, I think it has to do also with the fact that when we started comics, um, we started, it was the golden age of uh, l'association. Mm -hmm. And l'association was uh, getting really big and very important and uh, was really changing the whole panorama of comics in France and they did a lot of autobiography they drew themselves a lot and they t they they were going into uh, their life and um, and so when we started comics it was at that time and so we kind of decided decide not to do the same but we were very impressed by the freedom the the, the author of Nostation found in uh, in autobiography, it really like opened a lot of doors, and uh, <clears throat> when we came to comics, we really decided not to do autobiography because it was also too much at some point, and we were the like the, de the generation after, so we we didn't want it to do like uh, our parents did somehow. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to, we, we, but we used this uh, this freedom, like you. To, we draw ourselves, but we we wanted to make uh, them uh, to push them in other directions. And I think what was a very interesting the discovery. Uh, <laughs> the thing the thing we used was uh, that when you tell when in autobiography they could tell about little situations and uh, it's a situation of their life, but he would they would use it to, to tell things. And that was something we took from them, and that was very important for us. It's like we used our characters, and they were really like uh, characters. But um, we, instead of telling stories, we would uh, tell situations. That was very important. Like, not uh, concentrate on uh, telling a story, but uh, but telling a situation. That was something that um, was our. Uh, I think when you say like, oh, it's more contemporary, la la, I think it's more like this. It's more like it. Uh, it's more absurd in the sense that it's, it doesn't try to uh, be classic in this fact of things, sorry, but more about situation. That was, uh, I think, something we got from that time. And using those two characters was um, a tool to work about situations more. Now, Barrel of Monkeys, that's... Uh, translation of, I guess, your third book? Or uh, what do you mean? Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, the third book you, you had done in in French. That's yes. Yes, um, it is. What is it about this work that um, kind of lends itself to, to being kind of the first one in English? Um, do you feel like 
creatively you're at a certain point with that book or um Jérôme you, you want to say the question is it the why, why, why Barrel of Monkey and not the other translated in English something like that in, in first yeah uh, maybe because it's a more uh, synthetic of uh, more accessible to our work the, the two first are more specific in uh, in uh, in the narration and more maybe more difficult to read. Um, this one is more funny, more ludic, but there is many 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 experimentation. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a it's a good question to Bill Cartalopoulos. <laughs> um one of the things about this work that stands out, and you mentioned, <coughs> excuse me, uh, for you mentioned uh, like absurd, um, and that's definitely like a, a really heavy part of this is the uh, the absurdness in the book, and uh, uh, it really feels like it's a very funny book. Like humor is very important to it. Um, yeah, but somehow it is never the final goal. I don't know why. I think the, when you start a comics, when you, we start a short story, oh la la la, always the ingredients is not like, um, <coughs> I think it's always something else. It's always more um, like, like the way we do it is funny because that's how we like to do comics. But I think the goal when we start comics is not the humoristic part somehow. It's mm -hmm. more like, um, for instance, uh, like the story of the um, the duel with the uh, sword thrower, I think it was more like oh, this idea of having guys wanting to do a duel with and taking sword from the mouth of people is a nice idea. It's uh, it's um, it's more about we find the ideas interesting, and uh, the way we do it, we try to do make it funny, but the the starting point is always more like uh, oh this is an interesting idea there is something um, something in there yeah, like it's a good uh, combination of stuff that are not supposed to be mixed and it makes something interesting and uh, yeah there's a lot of uh, juxtapositions in that work in Barrel of Monkeys and I'm curious how you play things off of each other um, one is with the uh, photographer story and the use of different art styles um, and I'm really curious about that where you'll go from very minimal to very detailed <clears throat> yeah that's uh, that's uh, the, because that's the way we work you know at, the, at that time when we made the bowel of monkeys um, we were you know, in this process of uh, copying each other and drawing from uh, from uh, graphical discovery we had, and um, and yes, that was it's a compilation of short story we make to one after another, and it was also always uh, nice to find uh, ways to draw. It was uh, I think this book is more like the, the recent book are less like this. You know, we kind of uh, years after year we kind of. Um, 
get more to a direction. We get more precise in one direction and we kind of uh, lost all this uh, different way to draw. It's always something that we think it's bad. We always uh, try to find uh, projects and trying to draw it differently, but um, somehow it looks that it's more difficult today to be more, um, to be free in uh, drawing a yeah, very minimal or very, with lots, lots, lots of lines. Like somehow today we find more pleasure in drawing something more uh, radical in the style. I think that's more, yeah, but I, we always are very nostalgic about this period of where we could. Um, yes, and because also it's a short story, so we can uh, have a direction in six pages, but in, in uh, 100 uh, pages, you, you cannot change pencil and change where to draw so many times so you have you have to have a, a, a continuity in the story yes yeah, true and um, barrels of monkeys it's uh, is our only books book with several uh, little story so in every story have uh, different tools it's uh, sometimes with uh, ink uh, sometimes with there is many many pe pe pencils are different now it's and, and now we find the pencil and we always use the same <laughs> <laughs> um it's short stories but they all kind of work together i found like they're was a theme or just they all connected in a way not by story but by like ideas yeah but uh, I think they're very yeah but that's, that's this is because um, all those stories were when made at at, uh, at a time kind of uh, I think that's the work of uh, one or two years mm -hmm. and um, but, at, but at some point we had like many different things and we kind of said like Okay, we're gonna make a lot, a little bit more of portraitist to have a kind of a more continuing line in the book, to have a kind of a, an entity. But uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I don't know. It, it like it was all in the same time. I think that's why. Now. You um, on top of the work, I, the first time I'd heard about. Um, what you do is I saw a talk by uh, Bart Beattie and uh, he was talking about um, the art shows you put on and the kind of interactionness with the uh, audiences um, one I was curious about, curious about was uh, at Fumetto one year you had done something with a tiger cage and I, I just kind of want to get a bigger idea like what this was um, the project was uh, to, like we asked uh, the, we asked Lin Koz, the director of the festival, to um, to have a tiger and uh, because we wanted to make um, an exhibition about uh, gladiators and we wanted the audience to um, go in the cage and uh, being uh, eaten by the tiger and um, you know like in the old time gladiators like you had this with the Christians 
they would put them in the middle of the arena and the lions, the, the tigers, the panteras, they would eat the, the Christians. Mm -hmm. And we said like, okay, we're gonna do that. So we're gonna have a, a little uh, interviews with the people. And then they would go into uh, the cage. So the, the performance was like, there was this cage with the tiger and uh, us, we would have a table next to the cage and we would have the the audience coming to the show and coming to our table. We would uh, draw them uh, in the, um, in having this little interview, like saying, them, okay, so you volunteer for going into the cage, la, la, la. and the people would say like, no, 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 we, I don't want to go into the cage. And we had this kind of absurd uh, conversation. And then we would make a drawing of them being eaten by the tiger. And um, and 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 uh, so that was like like there were two rooms, two rooms for the exhibition. Like we all the drawings we made, we would put them on the wall. That was one room, and we made like another room before that was uh, kind of the making of of uh, this event, because um, so we would draw the, ourselves going into going to Lean Coast and ask him about the tiger. He would say yes, blah blah blah. We would have uh, because you know there were like kind of there were problems there with the strikes before the exhibitions of people protecting the animals and saying that that was uh, not nice to make art uh, and uh, using animals to do art and uh, because of all these strikes actually it was not possible to have the tiger because the guys that rented the tiger. Uh, at the very last moment, he said, "Like, no, 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 I'm not uh, getting my tigers into the tiger because I'm afraid of the protesters." So all those uh, events, uh, we kind of draw them in route, telling the story of how um, that was uh, organized, but on a very serious point of view, like like the characters was were really willing to have people going into the cage. And uh, so that was it. Like it was like two rooms, one the preparation, like telling all the stories, and the other one, the drawings of the people coming to us during this uh, performance, where they would be a candidate to go into the cage. Have you done a lot of um, kind of exhibitions like that, where kind of more performance based? Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Using this uh, this uh, format of uh, us sitting on a table, having someone coming sitting in front of us at the table, us drawing the the, the person in front of us, trans transforming him as a comics character, and using the dialogue the dialogue that happens between us and the character uh, inside of this short comics format. Um, yes, we did it a lot before. We started by uh, 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 something called the uh, page of no, no, dedicas of white pages. Dedicas is when you sign a book. Mm -hmm. So we would sign a white pages, and in this page, like we would uh, draw square, like write the dialogues, dialogues we have this, with uh, the person, and then afterwards we would fold the paper. We would uh, cut the edge and stamp the middle, and that would make a little book that actually tells the situation we were in with the person. So we use that a lot. This principle of 
recording the moment in a comics format. That was very important also in our work because of the, the oral uh, style. You know, we, that was uh, doing this little performance had a big influence in our books that were just like books. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, that was very important. And uh, made, we made uh, quite a few things like that. And uh, but and then we also did all the um, exhibitions and some some um, some stuff that were actually, that were bandesnay but not in a, a format of a book because I think that we believe that uh, the bandesnay medium the comics medium is narration it's drawings that tell that you read drawings that speaks la 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 and that you you could make uh, comics not only into a book you could uh, make comics into uh, an exhibition you could make comics as a performance you could use the narration uh, to make uh, to find other format for comics other formats than the book now one of I guess the more famous uh, exhibitions you've done was the uh, La Maison Close. Um, I probably pronounced that badly. I apologize. The uh, House of Ill Repute, I think you say in English. <laughs> um, and that's something that has people kind of experienced in a number of different ways. And I guess I'm first curious uh, about putting this project together. You had eventually 30 cartoonists involved uh-huh um and just kind of the challenge of bringing so many people together to do this but you know this is work you know when i told you that we were very influenced by the autobiography period of l'association mm-hmm. and that uh, using the um, we used a lot drawing ourselves but to go somewhere else that's what uh, La Maison Close, the House of Ill is about. Like we asked authors that did autobiography, that you were used to draw themselves, and to come into this uh, project of uh, drawing themselves into uh, this uh, background we would draw and into this uh, kind of uh, structure we uh, made for them. But they, yeah, we were very happy because everybody said yes. I think it, we had only uh, Marjan Satrapi that refused and a uh, few others, but ma- ma- everyone we asked, yes, they were agreeing to, to. <laughs> and uh, yeah. what's, what's the question again? Uh, I'm just uh, wondering about uh, being able to coordinate such a big project. Oh, but this is, uh, the solution is internet. Pardon? Internet was uh, the solution. You know, when you, when you organize, like, work with 30 people, so the key for make it work is, like, you need them to be able to work at home with their own material. And we organized, we had, um, so this website where everybody would send us the drawing by, by, uh, by, by email. And we put it online uh, uh, one by one. You know, it was um, everybody could look at what what the other were doing simultaneously. So the, um, that kept people kind of excited and involved. Yeah, kind of working off each other. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's interesting that you'd have, like, it's a it's a neat commentary on autobiography, um, the project, because it's almost like a, a rejection of autobio in a way. So, yeah, so I was thinking that um, an important ingredient for the House of Ill Repute was to ask all those authors that draw themselves, that are used to draw themselves, into a situation where all the men are customers and all the women were... Uh, prostitute, and um, the the starting point from the the project was to uh, we it was at that time that all our girl uh, f friends like author girlfriends that were saying that they were all the time asked to do stuff because they were girls, and that was uh, starting to annoy them. So we said like ah okay we understand the problem it's because it's not uh, mixed. It's, so we we said like oh we we are going to organize a mixed project like and it's, it's going to be the same amount of men that the same amount of women, something like a, a kind of feminist project, but the next idea was to make a house of ill repute so something like totally not uh, feminist at all, and that was uh, something important to make the work happen because it was a situation already uh, problematic. And to what was important for us is to have a situation where just coming into this house repute, the house of ill repute, you will make um, the situation um, problematic. So people will it will be easy to just going there. The story will begin. You know, just by being there, it will be. Uh, you know, we had to find a situation where it was easy for the author to just do stuff and do whatever. Mm -hmm. And this problematic situation makes the stuff, I think, uh, working. Like, it's not about sex, it's just about being in this place. Yeah, being a prob it's problematic to be a customer, it's problematic to be a prostitute. And when you've done, when you worked with your character for years, having him in two situations is, uh, you have to find your way out of these uh, dilemmas. And what does it mean when you have a uh, kind of uh, someone like Trondheim as the bouncer there um, who's kind of this key guy in autobiography uh, so for him because we uh, we, we gave him a kind of yeah, a special role we, we, he was a security guy in the house of LB Butte and uh, yeah it was important for, for us to give him a special um, Role because um, yeah because for us he is very important. I mean we really admire him a lot and we still do. But as I told you, we had to kill him at some point. So it was uh, you know uh, yeah it was nice and he's really he was very good in the yeah he's nice to work with because he's very fast he's uh, very clever so it's uh, yeah it was nice. Now you also, uh, I remember at your art show in New York, um, you had a video there as part of the exhibition. Uh -huh. Of, um, and I'm wondering, have have you done a lot of that, and what's the choice of doing a video instead of a comic, but using the same type of images? Uh, Jérôme, you want to answer? Mm, why we do a uh, a, a movie instead of a comics? Yeah. Um, 
there's many reasons. Uh, we, we wanted to try the, the, the fact that one frame is hunting uh, the another one because in comics you can you read one frame after one frame but you can look the two frames together if you want mm -hmm. and with the timeline of the cinema you have a frame who, who are up it's an update uh, it's every uh, second and we wanted to to experiment this uh, <coughs> this opportunity to make uh, narration with the timeline and and also because you, when you when you do comics i think the, you can put uh, what's what's interesting with comics is that you can basically put everything into comics like every ideas you have you can make them go into the frame of comics it's kind of uh, what's interesting with that but the things that you cannot do with comics is um, putting music into comics that mm -hmm. you cannot do that's the border that's the limitation of uh, comics and um, so to but and music is imp I mean it's uh, something we like and something very important and it's kind of uh, frustrating not being able to do it so Basically, what we what we did was um, we gonna we said like okay we still gonna do it and by doing it we had to go into the video mode because uh, and by putting all this image like a diaporama one after another and kind of edit it to have uh, a timeline as said Jerome we. Yeah, we kind of find a way to still do comics and uh, use uh, use uh, use sound, but um, uh, <coughs> yes, yeah, so, so the principle we use is that uh, we s we we understood that if you put an image of a street, for instance, and if you have if you record the sound of this place, and you show this this uh, place for seven seconds, for instance. And you have this, the recording of the actual space where the drawing were made. You can have uh, um, you have time going, and you have a timeline. So that was um, the idea. Like uh, it, we we said that okay, we're gonna make this drawing for seven seconds, and it would be like if you were watching this street for seven seconds. Yeah, because we need to precise that. It's not uh, animated movies. It's only uh, static frame. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's more uh, a, a diaporama. Or I don't know if the term is correct in English. It's a uh, it's just a succession of a frame of slides basically. Yeah. It seems like you also you can create a rhythm of the story too. Like you can build up, or you can yeah. slow it down. Yeah, yeah, because uh, the also slides are they are edited in a, in a video program in Final Cut, and we yeah we had like this image would have um, we, it would correspond to uh, a, a certain time in the music, 
because in music we we like in the, the rhythm of spring you have um, yeah, a lot of colors like every moment you would be like you would find like oh this moment is kind of uh, it's hope you would feel like it's uh, oh this moment is kind of uh, it's uh, getting crazy or this one is scary or this one is sad or this one is, and then we would uh, adjust our uh, drawings according to that because actually the, the rhythm of spring it's a choreography it's um it's a music made by Stravinsky for a choreographer called uh, Nijinsky who made uh, a ballet and it's the story of um uh, of a group of men and a group of uh, female that are going to sacrifice uh, a virgin they will sacrifice it for the god of spring and uh, so it's uh, you know like spring it's uh, it's destruction and after rebirth and uh, so we decided to make uh, a choreography but not with dancer but with people in the streets so you only have in the in the movie you have a um, group of men group of girls and they are starting to fight each other but in the public space and we did it as a choreography in the sense that um, we use a lot of uh, like the body movement and we use uh, the character as if they were dancers. Now, do you have uh, anything coming out in the near f in the future or in the near future? On the uh, on with the movie, you mean? Uh, uh new work, uh, movie, book. Yeah, we are we are working right now on uh, a love story of people that meets uh, on internet. That's one project we have. That's a book we are working right now, actually. So it's uh, people that meet on uh, Blender, and they have sex uh, through Skype, and um, and uh, yeah. So we have this. We are making uh, another book about uh, giant people. It's, it's uh, yeah. We are m having a big exhibition in uh, September, next September. So for that, we yeah, we are making uh, a series of uh, drawing that are. Um, that are print in a, in a very large scale, and um, we have we we are making a, a audio guide for them. So you would go into a, an exhibition, you will look at drawings, and when you look at drawings, there would be like numbers under the drawings, and uh, you would put a number on your audio guide, and you will have the story of what's going on in the image. Is this going to uh, be in France? Yeah, in France. Yeah, Toulouse. I wish yeah. I could see it. <laughs> but we will probably, you know, we will, we will uh, that's always what we do. Like, we find the occasion to make exhibition, and after the exhibition, they uh, move around to places. That's, uh, that's what we usually do. Okay. So maybe you'll have a chance to see it somewhere. I, I hope. One can hope. Yeah. Um, well, it was uh, really nice to see the uh the exhibition you had in in New York as i said it was uh the seeing the work that you had was one of the things i was looking forward to uh when going to New York for that trip so it was uh oh, wow. a thank you
Yes. Um, thank you both for uh, talking with me. Uh, thank you. Reminder for folks, I've been talking to uh, Florent Rupert and uh, Jérôme Moulot. Uh, their latest book uh, is Barrel of Monkeys uh, from Rebus. Uh, thank you both so much, and uh, have a good day. Have a good, have a good day, Ruby. Because you act like you were six years old. Because he can't fit the real world into his unreal idea of how it should be, he is so frustrated that he loses control. Of it.